0: Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the House of Judah, the House at the Gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Loix, the Head Pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Greetings in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. How are you this, evening, this morning? we are fine it's good to see you we are teaching on faith and uh, last week we we're teaching on the same subject but we we're talking about faith the living word hallelujah Amen. we're talking about faith the living word and i hope uh, you were able to watch it on podcast or to listen on it on podcast and watch it on streaming either on youtube or on our Facebook channel so this morning I just want to take you back from last week where we started um, we spoke about Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 God has a good plan for your life not to harm you but to prosper you you will flourish you will do well and God will strengthen your hand Hallelujah. I'm very happy to see your faces this morning. It's encouraging. Uh, Verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit, and of the joints and the marrow, and it is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Hallelujah. We spoke about a few points. I went from verse 1 up to verse uh, 12, ...in order to build a case. But there were a few things that we discussed, few points. We said, number one, the word of God is powerful and able to destroy the works of Satan. That you have to understand that our victory is hidden in the word. Number two, we spoke we said there is power in the word. You have to believe the word. When God was speaking to Joshua in the book of Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, God said to him, meditate on this word. Speak this word, and he says it will bring prosperity to you. And the word of God is mighty weapon in your mouth. Those who love to speak, they eat the fruit thereof. In other words, if you speak well, you will enjoy. If you are this person who sp- who have a tendency just to speak, you are opening yourself to hurt. And here we 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 spoke number three. We said we have victory through the word of God. And the Bible teaches, us: says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So you have to understand that your ability to prosper, your ability to succeed, your ability to excel in this life is going to take you to believe the word, to live on it, to, co- to, to quote it consistently so that the word will profit you Because we read that others read the word. The same people heard the word, but it did not profit them. Hallelujah. I'm encouraged. They heard. They were in the same place. They heard the word together. And guess what? The word did not profit them. They heard the word, but they never believed or practiced the word. It is my prayer this morning that you may practice the word that may bear fruit for you. Hallelujah. And number four, we spoke about, uh, look at your words, what you say. The Bible says those who love to speak, they will eat the good of, of, of the words of their mouth. It says, when, uh, when things do not go your way, what do you say? When things are difficult, things are not working, what do you say? Those who love to speak will eat the fruit thereof. Number five, we spoke about that fear the enemy of faith you have to come and confront your own fear what is the fear the fear is to think i can work hard and make myself successful but i've come to believe that god is the provider of all things and therefore if i believe in the lord i will act upon his word and we know job said that which i feared has happened to me hallelujah if If your papers are not done, don't be afraid that, oh, they will deport me. Listen, you have to believe the scriptures. You have to believe the scriptures that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Hallelujah. 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 You know why laws are written? Laws are written to exclude others. When people become comfortable, they say, no, we are too many. Let's introduce a new law. When you build houses and more people are building houses, the rich start to say to the government, write more laws to make it difficult to build. You know, we are building in our church in in South Africa, in in Midrand. We have been paying money just for engineers. You do soil testing, you pay. They mark traffic impact assessment. The engineers, they come, people sit on the street, count every car that is passing, and all of that, and then when they finish, they write a map. And they they bring the map and say they want us to build a street, a road uh, in order to cater for kind of traffic and movement we are going to bring. I mean, it's amazing. You look at it and say, these people are crazy. Are we government? Do we build roads? We are not called for for building roads. We are called to build the lives of people. So you, you have to understand that fear will stop you from doing the great and the most powerful things. People are afraid. I was talking to somebody. I said, why don't you buy a house in the UK? They say, what is the use? When I get old, they will want to sell my house. So I better just be like everybody else. I said, hey, that is a lower life. The desire for every man is to depend on God. I will have one house, two houses, three houses, four houses. I was saying to somebody, I have no plan to be supported by government. No, 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 no. God is my provider. Yes. If government gets involved, fine. No problem. But I I will not plan to pension and to be paid by government. I will want to pension and still live the same life I'm living now. That is free of government involvement. Oh, you don't get it. There's no amen. Ah, Jesus. Listen, I will not allow my fear not to own property in the UK. That I will not do. I like one young man. I don't see him here, but he said, I want to be a landlord. I said, it's a good aspiration. Yes, it's a good aspiration. Be a landlord means you will be having, it's a real estate. It's what they call real estate. You have a real thing. It's not just a share, but you have. So you have to believe. Fear makes people to be afraid. We're talking about testimonies. With us, we receive testimony Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. I'm definitely sure today if you go to our webpage our Facebook page uh, or YouTube uh, uh, channel, you will see that there will be two, three people who are going to give testimony. I give thanks to the Lord. This week, I was checking on our branches. Quite a number of branches said testimonies. Mama you must come and tell the testimony. And say, in my sadness, when I thought I'm, I'm, I'm left alone, God came through for me. You get it? You look at your circumstance. Rex, I was told that it's it come to pass. Our prayers have come to pass. Say, oh, Rex is fine. The children are going to school. I say, wow. It's a powerful testimony. The Bible says testimonies are proofs. The Bible says we overcame Satan by the blood and the words of it. When you don't testify, you don't have victory. You see, England was playing yesterday with Australia. England won. Do we keep it under the... They wreck and not tell everybody, no, we go out. It's not about pride. It's about the faithfulness of the Lord. The Lord has promised and it has come to pass. I wouldn't mind to stay in the middle. I don't want to stay in the city. Maybe some in the countryside. What do you think? Have a nice, what do you call them? Are they mansions or what? These nice houses that when we drive from, from, from Heath Road, you find these big houses and there's some sheep and gold. Yeah, I've never seen a goat. I've eaten goat, but I've never seen a goat. <laughs> what, what do you call those houses? Farmhouse. Is it a village? But I mean the house, these massive houses. In the countryside. Cottages. Yeah. Listen, you must have faith, you must come against your own fear. That what if I get sick? What if my disease progresses? No, the Lord says, I sent my word, and I heal them. You stand upon that word. Everybody might say, uh, when this disease starts, it's only going to deteriorate. To, to Listen, stand upon the scriptures and quote it. Hallelujah. Can you say, fear you have no power over my life? Yeah, no over my life. Hallelujah. Because Job says, that which I feared has come to me. May the Lord have mercy. And uh, number six, we say it is written, men shall not live by bread alone. It says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And number seven, it says, uh, uh, God is our provision. Can't tell you anything, but God is my provider. Yeah. You must have faith that God will provide for you. God will use people to meet your needs. Sometimes when you say, God is my provider, people are thinking there will be an angel, a fat angel. You know, the way they showed them in England, this little tiny overweight uh, with wings uh, coming your way. Listen, angels are here, are seated here. Yes. God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He's going to use your brother, your sister, the one sitting close to you, even the one that... Sometimes you don't even recognize. God will use them to come your way. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to our message. I think uh, I've wet your appetite a bit. Hallelujah. Can you lift up your right hand? Can you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe your word. I stand upon your word. Your word is truth. I receive the truth. I thank you, Father, that you sent your word And you healed me, and you delivered me from all destruction. I believe the word of faith. I walk by faith. I walk by faith, not by sight. In Jesus' name. Amen. So today we are talking about Genesis. Faith, our prerequisite. Faith. Our prerequisite. The Bible in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says it is impossible to please God without faith. Amen. It is impossible to please God without faith. Hallelujah. With the salt, she has the most for I thought there would be a camera taking me, you know? <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says, Without what? Faith is impossible to please God. People think the more they moan, they complain, uh, things will change. Things change because you believe the report of the Lord. What is the report of the Lord? It's that which God said in his word. God has already spoken about your situation. God has already spoken About your circumstance. God is not taken by surprise. The only part is that God is surprised that you are not doing anything about it. Even though you know the truth. You see, when when you are a beneficiary. Until you know what is written in the will. People might enjoy what is your own. So you need to come to that place. Where you understand this testament is written for me. That I may succeed. The book of James, chapter 1, verse 2 to verse 4. Faith, our prerequisite. You must have faith to move forward. If you want God to work in your life, you must have faith. Believe God for greater things. Believe God for supernatural things. Believe God for supernatural provision in all spheres of your life. James chapter 1, verse 2 and, and 4 to 4. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. In other words, all of us we will experience trials. But it says, Count it joy when you experience all these trials. Why? Because knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Your faith will be tested. Your faith will be what? Listen, I've been married for 30 years. Solomon, you will make it. I'm a good example. (laughs) You You will make it. You will make it. The testing of your faith. There are trials in marriage. There are what? Trials. Yes, there are trials in marriage. Yeah. There is a day you wake up, you feel like you are not married. Guess what? Hey, you are still married. <laughs> Hallelujah. There is a time you might fall in love. You might feel like, oh, I like somebody. Listen, you just have to tell yourself, I, I've already chosen. That is a done and that's the deal. This, there's nothing more to it. You get it? You get it? Amen. Trials are there. Temptations are there. But they are there to test your faith. We marry only one man. And we marry only one woman. For the whole life. Jesus was talking to them. He says, it was not so from the beginning. It was not so from the beginning. Hallelujah. And you must have, you must have faith to marry. Yeah. I've seen... I've seen very people that people say oh it's not possible (laughs) try my god try him yeah try him try him i have testimony after testimony that you will put on a on this french white dress and walk the aisle (laughs) and sing and have have a piano played for you because you have gone through all the trial and you have been found worthy and and the bible says and And the bride made herself ready. Hallelujah. It's a message for another day. May the Lord have mercy. It says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work. Most people don't allow their faith to be tested. Listen, if I offend you, your faith has been tested. It's not possible that you will live until you are an adult and nobody is going to offend you. Your faith is being tested. Will you forgive the one who offended you? I don't know, you get it. Yeah. Your faith is being tested. I've done something against you, and you feel strongly that you should dissociate yourself from me. But the scripture says to you, "Love your brother. You get it. Then you fight find the spirit of division to say, I will love my brother in the midst of contention. Amen. I will do it. Hallelujah. Amen. All things work together for our good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah, it says, knowing, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. They tested. It's very funny that everybody who has done wrong pleads for mercy. But when some people have done wrong for you, you want judgment. Can you tell your neighbor you are serious? Most of us want vengeance. Have you heard people say break a leg? <laughs> when you had when somebody said the testing of your faith, you will go through testing. The issue here is that when you go through what you go through, will you hold on to the scriptures? Will you use the verse and the chapter and say, The Bible says, I shall love my brother? In essence, there is a scripture here. It says, Your love for one another will do what? Will prove to the world that you are my disciple. Is your love conditional? So your, the testing of your faith will tell us, all of us, our faith is going to be tested. I've had people who will come and borrow money and tell me I will bring it. I'll do it. <laughs> what they do, they stop coming to church. <laughs> yeah, they stop coming to church and all of that. And so I will write a text message and say, hi, my brother or sister, sorry, so uh, forget about the pennies that I borrowed to you. Uh, they are written off. You no longer owe me as Jesus died for me. I've decided to forgive and let go. Please come to church. Let's fellowship. Or I'll go to their house and say, listen, I am here to tell you, you no longer owe me anything. You can come. And after many years being a pastor, I came to a position that, I no longer borrow people money. If you, if I have the money, I'll tell you. Listen, I have, I have, fifty pound. I have hundred pound. I have five hundred. I only have a thousand. There you go. Uh, see, maybe somebody might pet you up along the way. But your testing is if you are really practicing the word, you should find it within your heart to grow. You get it? Are you offended? Are you offended? If truly you are offended, then prove the scriptures. Because here we are talking, it says the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work. That you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says the just shall live by what? So we are talking about the prerequisite of faith. The prerequisite. The House of Commons and MPs on all sides try to attach different conditions to you. Please. The book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17. Point number one Your breakthrough and success is hidden in the hearing of the word of God. Hallelujah. Your success. And your breakthrough is hidden in the hearing of the word of God. Very few people are willing to hear the word of God. I have on my phone uh, a Bible that can speak, read itself. For me, audio Bible. I just set it on and I put my earphones and it talks to me. If I'm in my car. It connects through the Bluetooth and the whole car. The Bible is reciting While I'm driving a long distance, two, three hours, I'm listening to scriptures. I'm edifying myself so that when the testing of my faith comes, I have the substance to fight against the testing of my faith. What is faith? The Bible says faith is what? the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen hallelujah so we have faith now romans 10:17 says so then faith comes by hearing faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god faith comes by hearing and hearing what The word of God. So the frequency of your hearing. Doubt comes the same way. How does doubt come into your life? By hearing negative news. Doubt comes by fear. Doubt comes by fear. We are watching Brexit. The politicians are not serious. They are making the economy more weaker by postponing and... we said we want out didn't we say so so please let's go out then we will deal with the economy after we are out it's like somebody saying i divorce you but we stay in the same house you get it so when you come with your kfc they complain that your kfc (laughs) is too much you come with your mcd they complain that you are enjoying yourself uh, too oh you promise too much that when this happens no Listen, the quicker you make up your mind and you move out The faster you will recover and move forward May the Lord have mercy He says here, faith comes by hearing Hearing the word of God You have to believe that God has a plan And a purpose for you God has a plan and a purpose for you He says your ability to hear Your ability to hear releases faith To act I want to believe personally that all of us can live in perfect health all of us our needs can be met. I was asking some of my team I said what is wealth can you define wealth to me what is wealth can you define wealth and they were talking many definitions according to Google and and so forth what what dictionary and I said to to them Wealth is contentment. For as long as you are not content, you will never be happy. It doesn't matter. A billionaire who's never content with what they have, they will continue to pursue. And this is the spirit of the world that drives people. So your your ability to hear releases faith to act and to do the word of God. All of us have faith. I have a faith as a pastor I have a faith as a ministry minister You must have faith To work When you go to work You have faith We usually use an example to say To sit on the chair you are sitting on You didn't lift the chair Did you lift up the chair? Did you take the chair and say Oh No You have faith that the chair will hold your weight. You have faith that the chair will work for you. Hallelujah. So you must have faith. You must believe without wavering after you have heard what God can do for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. Can you tell your neighbor, I have faith as a mustard seed. The Bible says a mustard seed is the smallest seed of all, but when it is sown and it starts to grow, the Bible tells us it becomes one of the greatest and most powerful trees. So the same is true. You might look at yourself, it's not, we always say, education expands and grows our understanding and it enables us to do more things. But sometimes people mistaken education that if I'm educated, I'll get a good job, I will be well paid. And I say, definitely a lot of people do get good jobs because they're educated. But it takes faith to, to, for this to materialize and become a reality upon your life. So all of us have got faith. You have to have faith as a, as a, as a, as a, as a Christian. You have to have faith to go to work that you will go and come back and it's, it's a word of faith to say, see you tomorrow. It's a word of faith. You believe he will sleep and wake up. You get it? Because there are a lot of people who didn't wake up this morning. Yeah. That's so why in James, so I, the Lord willing. The, the Lord willing, and we will meet tomorrow. Hallelujah. But I know the Lord wills. We will meet tomorrow. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Why it is important, your word, your breakthrough and success is hidden in hearing the word of God. What did God say about you? What did God say about your circumstance? If you are sick, I can tell you what God said about you. I can tell you now. I can quote scriptures, three to five scriptures, what God has said about healing. Oh, you are in need. I can tell you if poverty it's something that is creeping into your life, I can tell you now what the scripture have said. If you talk about prosperity and success, I can tell you it's the will of God that each and every one of you seated here, God wills that you do well. But I can as well tell you that all of you are called to serve the Lord. Amen. Most people mistaken their, their occupation as their permanent call. Listen, if only your life is to go and work and buy bread and have a roof over your head your life you have not started to live there are a lot of people who are eating and sleeping who don't have to work but sometimes people are taking their job as a full-time occupation samson you you shouldn't take your accounting seriously it's just to pay bills but people will tell you, oh, I'm, I'm so busy. What are you busy with? To find bread. To find bread. God says, enter my rest. Enter what? My rest. He said to, to Adam and Eve, he gave them a garden. God has already given us a garden. He says, says, I said to Israel, enter my rest, but Israel refused to enter the rest of God. When God said to them, come, I will take you to a place that flows with milk and honey, Israel looked at itself and said, we will provide for ourselves. Can you imagine? The Bible puts it this way. It says, the had clothes that never wore out. Can you imagine your shoe growing with you? Is it not supernatural? But I think you don't believe it. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? You have to believe it. You have to believe it. I've been teaching, you must learn to be an answer to somebody's prayer. If you want your prayers to be answered. Yes. You must learn to believe the scriptures that I have a generous heart to forgive my neighbor. I have a generous heart to give far beyond what I have. The capacity, I have the ability to help others. Even though I'm in need myself. Because most of the time, people are looking at themselves and thinking, I need more help than any other person. The Bible says there is one that is generous, he gives consistently, but he has more. And there is one that withholds unjustly and he lacks and is poor. Hallelujah. It's just a baby boy it's in their nature it's even laughing hallelujah amen joshua chapter 1 verse 8 it says this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth shall not do what shall not do what why should this book of the law not depart from your mouth it says there uh, but you shall meditate In it, day and night. So the meditation of this scripture, part of it is talking about it. Part of meditation is recitation. Who knows recitation? Have you recited something before? Modern Christians don't recite, they don't recite verses anymore. The entrance of your word brings light and understanding to the simple. So, how do I meditate? John, if if you, you quote any scripture, then you take that scripture, you read it, you go, I call it cut and chewing. You go over it as you meditate on it by reciting it. Let's say you look at your circumstance. God said, I shall supply all your needs according to Christ's riches in glory. Hallelujah. And you have a need. So you take your need, you bring it before the Lord. There is a message, I hope you have preached it here, uh, we're teaching on faith and part of the things we're talking about, the issue of visualization. We said you must have a goal, you must have a dream, and you must visualize. You must see yourself in it to believe it Christ said to the, his disciples I'm going to Jerusalem to be crucified he already saw himself he says they when, when he entered people started to call that which Christ had said they say behold the lamb the son of David the lamb that takes away the sins of the world he was still alive what did people see they already saw Christ sacrificed for the sin of the world. So they started to speak it. Enabling the Lord as well. To go on the cross. And the same is true with us. That until you start to meditate. On the word of God. And believe. You might just wish. It, it just becomes a wish. A wish to say I wish. The, 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 the book of Joshua 1. eight says. The book of the law shall not depart. From your mouth. But you shall meditate day and night that you may observe to do according to what is written in it. So faith, the prerequisite of faith, the requirement for faith to develop or for faith to grow is to meditate. Not only to meditate, it says it shall not depart from your mouth. You will meditate on it day and night. You shall observe what is written. That's faith. Faith is believing what God has said. Faith is believing what God has said. Hallelujah. Okay, let's do a a practical. Is there anyone sick here? Stand, please. If you need prayer. Stand. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Now, the Bible says meditate on the word, isn't it? It doesn't only say meditate, it says speak it. You speak the word, you meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to what is written in it. It says, for then you will make your way what? Prosperous and then you will have what? Good success. Church, let's participate all of us. What scripture of healing do you know? Somebody just shout it. Any scripture? Yes, Joe. By his stripes we are not. Isaiah chapter 53 says, By his stripes we were healed. Past tense. In other words, you are standing in the place of healing. Do you get it, Ma? By his stripes... You were what? I was healed. By, by his stripes, I was healed. That's the first verse. Second verse, please. He sent, word. Huh? He, sent his word. he sent his word. The book of Psalm 107, verse 20. It says, he sent his word and he healed us. Not only that, but he delivered us from destruction. So, past tense. He sent his word. His word has come. Jesus is this word because the book of John, John, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and this word was God. Hallelujah. So, I agree with you. Any other verse on healing? Come again. If you serve and honor honor me, I will will heal your bread. And your water. Praise the Lord. Now the question is, do you believe these scriptures? Now, number one, we said we meditate on it. Maybe to help you on the issue of meditation, we're going to pray just now. I'm going to pray for you. Uh, I want you to believe and to visualize and see it because Christ has already died and he has already taken. You quoted the scripture uh, earlier in the book of Luke. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. For the Lord has anointed me. Isn't it? He has anointed me to do what? To preach the good news to the poor. To heal the broken hearted. Hallelujah. So healing has already been given. The challenge we have, when you go to the medical doctor or to, I don't know, clinic, and they give you medication, the success of them is to repeat the the medicine they have given you. They will, they will give you other tablets or liquid, and say uh, twice a day or three times a day, take it as frequent for the next coming five or seven days. What are you doing? It's a reputation. So if it was the word, you will recite it. Now, the challenge with most of us, is the Bible says we were healed. In essence, we are not supposed to get sick in the first place. But it does happen; we get sick. So we are going to pray and stand upon that word and quote the scripture that you may receive your healing. And then we will ask, "How are you?" Somebody standing next to them, can you just touch, touch them, please? We are going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray this morning. We thank you for your word, for your ways, Lord. You send your word. And you healed us and you delivered us from destruction. We thank you, Father, that by his stripes we were healed. I speak it upon this, your servants and your made servant of God. I speak healing and restoration from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Your word says, the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news, to heal the broken hearted. Lord, I pray for healing even this moment in the name of Jesus. We receive it now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Now, uh, before you sit down, this is a temptation. If we were to ask you, there is a feeling, a pain in the body. So traditionally, when we ask somebody, how do you feel? Faith has nothing to do with feelings. Does it make sense? We pray for you. After we finish praying for you, the pain might be there. But that is not the effect of the scripture. You get it? What do you do? You continue to confess. So we'll ask you, Hi brother, how are you? Say, I'm fine. How do you feel? Oh. I don't feel very well. So you have just cancelled. I'm healed. You see. So the fact might be, or the feeling might be, I, I, I can still feel sickness. I can, I can still feel the pain in my body, but they just shall live by faith. I believe the report of the Lord. So God says he has healed me, and you start to quote the scripture, not only now here, but as we go consistently. When you pray at home for yourself, for your children and for everything, you speak the prayer of faith over your life. Father, I thank you for my children that they are well. I thank you for their health. I thank you. Why? We receive it. We don't wait until the symptoms come. Praise the Lord. So, you have received your healing. Hallelujah. So, the question is, how do you feel okay my my question is we have prayed for you just now what do you say you say amen Amen. I receive please take a chair madam I'm healed. healed. (laughs) Amen. I receive... You see, the the, the, the Bible says, whose report will you believe? Let's say everything is not working your way. You look at all the circumstances. It's like everybody's progressing except you. It's like everybody is doing well. Their children are doing well. Everybody's doing well. You go back to the scripture because the Bible says... This book of the law shall not depart uh, it says shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night so what we spoke about is the same like prescription we do this not because we are sick but we do it there is the confession of the blood that we give by the blood of Jesus I've been redeemed isn't it by the blood of Jesus I've been forgiven by the, by the blood of Jesus, I'm cleansed. Because sin wants to make you consistently to believe. Satan wants you to condemn you. By the blood of Jesus, I've been justified. I can come before the Father at any time. The same way as my children come to my room, sometimes they don't even knock. They just budge in. That's why I lock my door. Because some days they just come, push. And I send them back, please go and knock again. They knock and I ignore their knock. So, Papa, I've been knocking. I said, I can hear you. <laughs> I'm not ready that you come in. Then I say, come in. You get it? I've been justified. Even though I'm a sinner, even though I did not qualify, even though things are not, were not working for me, God's grace has been extended to me, so I'm justified. I have free access. And last one, I'm sanctified. Hallelujah. Number two, that was point number one. Point number two, your spiritual growth or maturity is from faith to faith. You must grow faith to faith. If we have the time, we will pray for all the needs that we have and we'll use scripture. That's how we do it. And if it's possible, we will try and write them and uh, make sure that you have them every day. Those are some of the things. Father, I thank you that all my needs are met. It's not by might, nor by power, but it is by your spirit. Hallelujah. He says, God has promised, he says, I will send your help ahead of you. So, Lord, I thank you. I'm here in the United Kingdom. You have sent help my way. Lord, I receive my help. And somebody will come and help you. Hallelujah. Amen. Doors will be open for you. Hallelujah. He says, uh, 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 number two, your spiritual growth and maturity is from faith to faith. The book of Romans chapter 1 Romans chapter 1, verse 17. It says, For in the righteousness of God, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by what? Faith. By faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just, What? who are the just? The just are those who have been declared righteous. In other words, meaning those who have been washed by the blood of Jesus. We're teaching a message touched by the blood. Marked by the blood. Because people say, you are blessed. Like, oh, you are blessed, you are blessed. So I said, do you understand the word blessed, what it means? The word blessed means the one that is touched by the blood. So, it's not everybody who's blessed. Even though we can say it every time, oh, you are blessed, you are blessed. The word blessed, God says to Moses, you shall do to the children of Israel, consistently pronounce this pronunciation upon their life. And then you you give a benediction over them. And what they used to do in the days past, they will have a bowl full of blood. Full of what? blood. I mean, the way you are dressed. Can you imagine? I've got a bowl of blood and you come forward and I bless you. I sprinkle you. You get it? And after you're sprinkled with blood, that's the word blessing. Blessing means touched and marked by the blood. Without the blood, There is no blessing. Jesus became a blessing to us because his blood has touched us. So when you are blessed, the Bible says that which is blessed cannot be cast. So there is no way God will allow you to, to, to struggle, to go through pain because already the blood, the Bible says the blood speaks better things for us. That's why we get saved and born again through the blood. So salvation has come through the blood. When we receive Jesus, the blood of Jesus comes upon us, washes our sin, sets us apart, but not only that, the blood of Jesus is a blessing to us. The Bible says we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings. Hallelujah. Can you look at your neighbor and say you are blessed? Hallelujah. <laughs> you are blessed. You have been touched by the blood. Now, since you are touched by the blood, your life can never be the same. Yes, your life cannot never be the same. Your family can never be the same. For, it says, for, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith hallelujah the just shall live by what so in other words you are going to believe stand there and we say here the just are those who have been declared righteous meaning those who have been washed by the blood of jesus so it takes us back to the word blessing when when you have faith you are justified therefore you have access to god hallelujah Hallelujah. Amen. How do you move from faith to faith? You move from faith to faith through practicing the word and growing thereby. You practice, how do you practice the word? I used the example earlier when we started that let's say I offend you. You borrowed me your 10 pounds and I said I will return it. But I suddenly make myself forget. You get it? I made myself forget, I forgot it and, and so instead of you getting angry and annoyed with me and you realize this money might never come, you might just come and shake my hand and say bruh, I forgive you, I love you, ten pounds will not separate the two of us, you get it? I, I, 10 pounds is the smallest, but I mean, even if it's a 1,000 pounds, 1,000 pounds <laughs> will not separate us. You, you get it? Yeah, I've lost much bigger money than, than that, and I've let it flow and say, that's it. But my relationship will not be stopped by that. So how do you grow by practicing the word and making it to come to pass in your life? The book of Luke chapter 19 Verse 17. We're talking about your spiritual growth or your maturities from faith to faith. Luke 19, 17 is, and he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you were faithful in a very little, have authority over 10 cities. Hallelujah. Have authority over what? 10 cities. Now, most of the time, people don't have faith to believe. People don't have faith to believe. When things start, everything starts small. But things do grow. Hallelujah. When you are married, when you go towards marriage, everybody's excited. The guys are talking on the phone for the whole night, the whole day. They never get tired until they get married. (laughs) You get it? So they stay in the same house. Now they are no longer talking. They are no longer communicating. (laughs) They are too quiet. Uh, Somebody says, oh, I come home. Because sometimes people don't get it that uh, you you have now to go beyond that. You have to force yourself to start talking about things that are uncomfortable. You get it? I should start and say, Uh, can we talk? Can we have a meeting? When when we do counseling for young couples, we say, you must have what you call a peace sofa. Once a week, we come together, sit on the sofa. We talk two things. The good things that are happening in our relationship and the not so good things. You get it? How do we solve them? So we sit on a peace sofa together and say uh, whatever names we call each other. I don't know what you call each other. Darling, Sweet Thing, uh, Honey... Uh, whatever name, you know. So you you sit there and you say, the good things that you did this week, you know, I love it when I come from work and when I open the door, it's smelling food. It's like, oh, it smells nice. And when when I come in, you are asking, how was your day? You get it? And then we talk about it. Wow. Then you say, what are the things that are not good that you have not done? (laughs) Then you start, you say, I like it. You are my husband. I like you. The problem, you leave your shoes everywhere. (laughs) You leave your socks everywhere. I have to pick after you as as if I'm picking after a small child and all of those things. These are the things that annoy me. I don't like it. You get it? Then the husband says, okay, thank you very much. I will improve. You get it? Yes. Oh, your food is nice. The problem is just extra salt, you know. You get it? I I enjoy your food, but hey! It's like we have a mining company for salt. (laughs) 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 You just just want to finish all the salt. You realize it's too much salt, so we must... We must consume all the salt. So please, or the spice. You are just putting too much spice. So as a woman, you are not supposed to have a swollen face now for the day and say, I always say to men, you have to appreciate that somebody took an hour to cook. And today, both men and women are the ones cooking. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the Lord is with us. I don't know what's going on with my power, it's running fast out, but uh, we will beat it, Hallelujah. So I want to challenge you as we come before the Lord to have an understanding that faith is a prerequisite for everything. If you want to be healed, you must have faith. If you want to prosper, you must have faith. If you want to live well, you must have faith. You must always believe that God is coming through for you. But just to say it with your mouth is not enough. You have to take the scriptures, find out what does the Bible say, or call the pastor, or somebody senior and say, can you help me? I'm going through a difficult time in my life. What are the scriptures I can meditate on? Then you take those scriptures, we start to meditate. To meditate. One of the things you can do for yourself is, our phones are so smart, that's why they call them smartphones you recite on your phone and you play it back to yourself. You will be shocked. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. And he said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful in little. You have authority over ten cities. Most people are unable to be faithful in little things. You have to learn. To grow from faith to faith is to learn to be faithful in the least. Just coming to church is one part learning to be faithful. Coming for prayer is one part. Going home on time. If you promise the children, I will be there. You know, some parents will say, I'll bring you some sweets. Please, don't pass Asda. Don't pass the shop. So that when you get home, you come with your what? Your sweets. Because whatever that you are doing you are now growing from faith to faith. You can be looked at as an example of good works. And so that's my challenge to you. Number three, we are talking about the prerequisite. You must grow from faith to faith by doing the least. Consistently. We say what is success is to do the same thing better every time. We're talking with the children about studying. I say if you want to be a great student, you have to study every time, same time. You don't study five o'clock, and the following day you study eight o'clock. The, the time your body don't get you. We are we are creatures of habit. Every morning my body's used to it. Every morning I must wake up and go and meditate and read the scriptures. I must go and pray. So my body's used to that. You get it. So when that time comes, I don't. I, I go and brush my teeth to make sure that I don't go back to bed brush my teeth and I do exactly the same thing. So I become better and better every time. And that is the same challenge that I'm giving to all of us. If you are really going to grow in your faith, you have to do the same thing you did last month as a Christian consistently. You have to forgive every day. Jesus was saying 77 times. Can you tell anybody you must forgive 77 times? Seven. It's not, oh, you don't know how much, how much he hurt me. If you knew, you wouldn't forgive. Listen, it's no longer about how you feel about it. You are growing from what? From faith to faith. You take your feelings and emotions, you hang them up there in a drawer. Or you, if you had a, a barbecue a stove, you barbecue your fence so that it burns itself out. Hallelujah. Number three, we receive salvation through faith. We receive salvation. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. By grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself, It is the gift of God. Not of works. Lest anyone should boast. Hallelujah. Unless you believe, you perish. We go to heaven by faith. We don't go to heaven by coming to church. We go to heaven by what? By faith. You must have faith in Jesus that when Christ died on the cross, he died for my sins. And therefore, I acknowledge and I believe That when I believe in Christ, my sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. May you receive your salvation this morning in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 3 verse 19 says, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. So there is a time of when we receive Jesus... There is a time of refreshing and uh, as it says here uh, 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 in the book of Acts chapter 3 verse 19 it says that your sins may be blotted out so when we come to Christ when we grow in faith we receive Christ we receive our salvation through faith. Hallelujah. John chapter 3 verse 3 Jesus is answering Nicodemus and he says to him Most assuredly I say to you Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You need faith to be a child of God. Remember the book of Hebrews chapter 6, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You must have faith to please God. How do you please God? By living your daily life, according to the scriptures, that your life may be fulfilled. Number four, you are called to fight a, fight a good fight of faith. You are called to fight a good fight of faith. The battle is a battle of faith. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. It says, Fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Lay hold of eternal life, to which you were also called, and have confessed the good profession in the presence of many witnesses. Hallelujah. Satan wants to get you off your faith. You see, when you don't act the way... You are of the faith. The Bible says, Some of you do not receive because you do not ask. And it says, Some of you do not receive because you do not ask. It says, Ask and you shall what? You shall receive, knock and it shall be opened unto you. We had two or three test I think three testimonies in this month. Uh, one young woman, after we preached the message on faith, she decided, I'm going to take my CV. Do you call it CV here? Okay. I'm going to take my CV. She has applied through the internet, but she took a CV. She was convicted. She took a CV, and then she decided to go to the company she, she liked and she wanted to work for. <laughs> so the first company she went, she sat down. It's there on one of our podcasts. You can you, you will hear or if you watch the the channel youtube channel or the facebook she says when she arrived her appearance opened the door they started asking her are you a pastor i mean what does pastor have to do anything with secular work are you a pastor she says no i'm a christian is your husband a pastor she says no my husband is not a pastor then she started telling them. He says, I'm a leader of other women in the church. I've got a small group called Sale. I'm a shepherd. I take care of they immediately said, You got the job. They make a please uh, go and write aptitude test to test your your personality, your relationship with others. She did, and when she finished, they gave her a, a, a letter with a with an offer. She said, will you mind to work for us? And then she came back to church. She says, listen, faith works. Amen. The just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. The Bible says you shall have houses that you never built. You shall harvest from, from fields you never planted. You see, when, when you don't have faith, you say it's impossible. You say, no, you must work. You must take a loan. You know, you must take what? A loan. Because it's the world that has been generated for us to believe. That is the world that is going to work. But we know it is by faith. Hallelujah. So this young woman came back very excited. One young man, he says, I went. They fired him at work for no apparent reason. I, I, I will call it discrimination. And he says, when, when they asked him to go, he said to God, I'm no longer going to go to church. I'm fed up, tired of you. You get it? So, when he was about to phone one of the shepherds in the church, one of the leaders in the church, he was about to phone to say, please, uh, he, was, he, say he was texting to say, please. He says, a phone ring. The shepherd, the leader calls him, says, hi, how are you? He says, I'm fine. And the leader says to him, uh, today you will be leading prayer. And he says he accepted, you know, even though he was still hating, And on his way, he saw a hospital, so he decided, let me go into the hospital and find out. So he asked for the HR manager, spoke to the HR manager, and said to the HR manager, uh, I'm looking for a job. They said, I will call you tomorrow. Tomorrow they didn't call. The second or third day, he decides, I'm going to find out. So when he arrived, the the HR manager says, "I said I will call you." So the young man says, "Yes, you said you will call. You didn't call, so I have come to verify, you know what's going on, or maybe I missed the call when you called." And the manager says, "Wait." Goes into the office, does whatever, comes back with a letter of offer and say, uh, "You got the job." It says, "No interview." nothing. But I know you want to go for an interview. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you are called to fight a good fight of faith. You must understand that the battle is a faith battle. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12 it says, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold of eternal life, to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So Satan wants to get you off your faith. Satan said to Eve, did God really say? Can you imagine? Did God really say? You know, they were asking Dr. Miles Monroe, the late Dr. Miles, they were asking him about these issues of homosexuality and whatever. You know, the news people, after you have had a big conference, They just put the mic on your mouth so that they can catch you with your words. So they say, what do you say about this thing? And Dr. Miles stands there and says, thank you very much. Uh, the, The kingdom, God has already spoken about it. I have no opinion. Because they were asking, what is your opinion? He says, listen, I have no opinion. Why? Because Satan wants to get you off your faith. Have he said anything? Listen, it will be on the first newspaper the following day and say, the man of God, this is what he said against this group of people. Therefore, it's not a good man of God. You, you, you get it. He says, listen, I have no, <laughs> I have no opinion. I have no opinion. Is there on YouTube. They were asking him. He says, no, I have, I have no opinion of my own. If Satan comes, listen, Satan will come. Satan comes and says, did God really say? And if, since she can't shut up, she starts. And then she listens to the enemy. The enemy says, this looks like food. This will make you wise. You know, if you don't do this thing that God said you shouldn't do, you'll be smarter, better, wiser than than every other person. God wants to deny you something good for yourself. You get it? Yeah, it's like, oh, God wants to deny you. But the truth about it is that Satan wants to get you off your faith so that you will not believe God and live in doubts. Hallelujah. Is it my time? Time runs, eh? Wow, let me round up. Um, what can I see? Praise the Lord. I thought somebody would say, preach, pastor. <laughs> home preacher go go for it we are here for you you know it's Sunday it's just the the lamp of the the roast of lamb that is waiting for us preach pastor we still have some time hallelujah Uh, Jesus have mercy Uh, James chapter 4 verse 17 says resist the devil and he will free he will flee from you resist the devil how do you resist the devil by disobeying the scriptures Hallelujah. Resist the devil and he will do what? Mark chapter 16 verse 17. It says, Those uh, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongue. So it's very important. Resist him. Faith gives us the strength to walk in victory. So how do we resist the devil? It's to walk in the scriptures. believe the word of God what God has said I'm going to be generous I'm going to be good to my neighbor who's my neighbor love your neighbor as you love yourself who's my neighbor your husband is your neighbor your neighbor neighbor is your neighbor your colleague at work is your neighbor the Bible says if we fulfill this law there's no other law hallelujah love the Lord your God Love your neighbor as you love yourself. The Bible says we have fulfilled all the scriptures. But Satan will want to get us off so that our offense makes us no longer to walk in faith. Because I'm offended, I will not do it. Number five, we have victory through faith. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Can you tell your neighbor, I overcome the world. I have, overcome the world. I, have overcome. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, This is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Our faith overcomes the world. In the midst of, of despair, our faith. Overcomes the world In the midst of denials Our faith overcomes the world In the midst of failure and hardship Our faith overcomes the world If we believe We will break through Hallelujah Romans chapter 8 verse 31 says what then shall we say to these things If God is for us Who can be against us Can not tell anybody God is for me There is no enemy enough to take me out. There's no enemy enough to take me out. Amen. Yes. This is the victory that we have that overcomes the world even what? Our faith. Your faith overcomes the world. Number six and uh, the last point Faith is a prerequisite to believe God Without faith there is no way to believe God Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 It says without faith it is impossible to please him For he who comes to God Must believe that he is And that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The book of Matthew 6.33 says. What does it say? All of us should know it. <clears throat> seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all these things. If you go to the things. Is the houses. The comfort. Everything that we need. In our life. Is false. Under all these things. It says, and all these things. Shall be added unto us. May you receive all the things that are supposed to come your way in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And it says, if we seek him, he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hallelujah. You do not have to come to God unless you believe. May the Lord have mercy. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I want you to pray for yourself as I pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We believe that you are God who meets all of our needs. We believe that you are God who moves us forward. We are grateful, Father, for your presence even this morning in the name of Jesus. Your word says, the just shall live by faith. We thank you, Lord, that we receive healing by faith. We receive our provision by faith. We thank you, Lord, that all of our needs are met by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. While we are here, I just want to find out. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have an everlasting life. Maybe you are here in our midst. You have been coming to church or going to church, but you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have never made the decision to follow him and to be his child. We say it takes faith to believe. So if you are here this morning, you say, Pastor, Apostle, I want to receive Jesus. I want to be born again. I want my sins to be forgiven. Just lift up your hand wherever you are seated, and we'll pray together. Can you follow me? Can you say, Father? Father, In the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word that is living, that is powerful, that is able to save. I receive your salvation in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Father, that my sins are forgiven. I'm a child of God. I thank you, Father, that all my needs. I met in Christ Jesus. Amen. Can we give a powerful clap offering to the Lord?